sibling rivalry will really do something to you because you have no idea, you think you're fine, and then all of a sudden, on America's birthday, you hit a man. Bam. Screaming at your husband. Honestly, it makes you act in a way that you're probably embarrassed to admit that you can get to. Siblings can bring something out in you that is just psycho. Welcome back. This is the Confident Collective Podcast, and we are your hosts. I'm Ryan. And I'm Christina. We are curb models, content creators, and some would even say comedians. We started the Confident Collective Podcast to help you live your most confident life by sharing our stories and sitting down with experts to talk about, well, life. We chat sex, dating, business, relationships, and so much more. We hope you love this episode, so let's get into it. Welcome back, everybody. How's How are we all feeling today? Christina, how are you feeling? I am feeling good. I cannot believe it's already mid-July. I get into this bad habit that whenever it's like the second week of the month, I'm like, oh, the month is over already. Summer's almost over. Do you feel like that too? I mean, it does feel like summer is almost over, but it's weird because I feel like summer hasn't even began. <laughs> just began. We're usually like June feels like the first month of summer, but I think everywhere, everything's just been like, the weather's been, I don't know. It just doesn't feel like summer this year. It's very strange to me. No, I know what you mean. I think I always get it confused because, well, Nicholas is now starting preschool. So crazy. It's so, so crazy. And I'm like, this is a terrible idea. Why would we start him in the summer? I'm like, I'm going to be pulling him out all the time. But anyways. When does he start preschool? He's just started this week. Wow. Mm-hmm. I I thought preschool would start like when school starts, which would be like August. I know this one starts in July. I mean, but it's kind of like if you, the reason we started him now is because it really does start in the fall, but he's like never done any sort of schooling. So he's just going two days a week for half day. Just get him introduced. Yes. And I was so- Oh my God, he's going to make new friends. Wait, I was so sad about it and so scared. And I'm like, keep second guessing if we're making the right decision because I'm like, do we want to send him to like preschool? He's just so young. And, and then I was like, Nicholas, do you want to go to pre, do you want to go to school? And he's like, yeah, I want to play with kids. And he like says yeah. it so matter of factly. I'm like, okay, like, I think he knows what he wants. So I'm like, okay, I have to be confident in my decision. But anyways, I like literally looked at eight different schools. It's like really scary. I'm like, I hope I'm making the right decision. I hope he's going to be okay. And I'm sure he'll be fine. But it's I'm like sure nerve wracking as great. a parent. Yeah, I feel like for Christian, it's going to be nerve-wracking. Or sorry, for Nicholas, it's nerve-wracking. And then when Christian comes, you're going to be like, okay, great. He's like, there we go. Bye. Like, 100%. It's your first. There's going to be a lot of firsts with Nicholas, and it's going to be scary. Mm-hmm. But I have faith that you you and Steve are making the right decisions. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. So that's, um, that's going on with me. And also, I have a house little update. I mean, oh, tell us. Okay, it's really not actually that much of an update. But we've really been struggling. We also... You know, obviously we want to move to the East Coast, but then we've been looking at some homes out here as well, just in case as investment properties, really, because like Steve wants to flip another property. Okay. I am not even kidding you. It is so crazy over here. Both of these homes have gone a million dollars over asking all cash offers. And these are homes that need to be like fixed. Isn't that insane? Okay. So some of this adult stuff is really new to me. They're not priced that low either. Okay. It's not like, oh, they're like... Low for LA people prices. have people. Ha- so when I'm sorry, can you just clarify for me because I don't know adult things. If I'm saying, if you're saying an all cash offer, if the house is two point six million dollars, someone is giving two point six million actual money, no loan, nothing. Correct. That's it. Yes, but so and not only have that, they're that going, laying around. Yes, yes. 
They what do. am I doing wrong? I know, right? We're spending, we're, we're, we're shopping I'm buying Fendi bags. That's what I'm doing. Exactly. Also, I saw this meme the other day that said, if you want to blow $10,000 a year on useless stuff, all you need to do is spend, is spend $27 a day on miscellaneous stuff. Okay, that kind of gives me kind of like outdated, like financial scary advice. No, but but think about it though. I mean, it's just like no, okay. true. It's just but that's kind of like it. Kind of feels like the, to me that kind of feels like the advice they give to millennials, like stop buying coffee so you can buy a house. It's exactly that advice. Like I'm just kind of like okay, we're a little more complex than that. I'm no financial guru, but it's a little bit different than when our parents were buying houses. It's so different. I would. It actually gets me so annoyed whenever I tell my mom, like, the price of a house. And she's like, oh, my gosh, that is absurd. That is so overpriced. And then the house goes for a couple hundred thousand dollars over asking. And she's like, I can't believe it. And I'm like, you're really pissing me off so much right now. Oh, my God. Anyways, all this to say that I think what we're also thinking about now is because we have decided that if we want to move to New Jersey, it is virtually impossible to buy a house across the country. It is just really, really complicated. So now we are entertaining renting something for a couple months, maybe in like Hoboken or Jersey City. So we're a little bit closer to the city. We're a little bit closer to my siblings. And it's like gives us some time to figure out more of what we want instead. Okay. I have some great options where you can find furnished short-term rentals. Oh, I'll send them to you later. Okay. Interesting. Really great. So one is the listing project. I'll just say for everyone, the listing project is a newsletter that goes out every Wednesday and the main places are in New York and LA and they have great like rentals that are furnished and, um, for like, honestly, rent, like, random amounts of time. You kind of got to look, you know? Mm-hmm. And then also there's this like Facebook group that I'll send to you. It's kind of like hard to get into. You have to know someone who knows someone, but you know me. So I know yeah. you. Okay, and it's kind of like the Burning Man crowd. That was how I would describe it of people. Okay. So like the places are like really nice and most of them are in like New York and LA. So I feel like you can find some great short-term rentals to be in while you're looking for places because I feel like you would need somewhere furnished, right? I don't know. I guess, I mean, true. I haven't actually thought that much about it. I mean, I guess we have all of our furniture. So if we wanted, we could just move everything. Do you know what I mean? That's the, unless I feel like you should only do that if you're like, okay, for a year we're going right. to rent. Yeah. Other than that, I feel like you should just put, not unpack everything. I know you're probably right. See, so yeah, we need to think more through. We need to think through this thoroughly. I'll look at your short-term rental options. But we're like, and then part of me is like, oh, do I really want to do that? Is that like going to put us more in a limbo? Or I'm like, okay, or is that like us committing to making a move? Because if we don't, we're not going to actually do it, you know? Yeah, I kind of think the latter. Yeah. So that's a little update for you, unless somehow we find a house before then. But yeah, I'm like, okay, let's just make some moves. Fingers crossed. I'll be on Zillow looking for houses in New Jersey for you. Thank you so much. My only request, I've said it before, is a pool. Perfect. I know. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Sounds good. Um, I'll tell Steve. Okay. I have to tell you about my reading. No, you have no idea how excited I am. I'm so excited to hear this. Okay. Everyone listening is going to be like, oh my God, Rayanne, here we go again. Here we go again. I promise this is not like the reading where I got scammed, almost got scammed out of $15,000. This is so different. So basically, we had Julia Rose at our pool party who was doing like astrology and tarot readings at the pool party 
And everyone was coming up to me and was like, wow, that was so good. So good. My sister came up to me and like my sister and her friend and my other sister were like, Tori's reading was so spot on. It was crazy. So anyway, I'm like, I have to book a reading with her. So I booked a full hour reading with Julia and I did like a hybrid of tarot and astrology. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to share with you like some of the highlights. So basically... I am living very much like my purpose. So if you get a reading, you know, like your North Node is kind of like your life's purpose. And mine, I can't remember what house it is. It was the house, I think it's the eighth house, which is the house of technology and science and communication. So social media. And I meant to share my insecurities with the world and help people through that. And I was like, wow, that is so crazy because that's exactly what I'm what I'm doing and had done with my career. Mm-hmm. So that was just reassuring to hear. And I've heard that in many astrology readings that I'm, I feel like I'm on my path and like listening to my intuition. Some of the crazy things are, so where do I even want to begin? From the beginning, I want to hear it all. Oh, that would take way too long. Okay. So I'm just going to share the highlights. So basically I'll say at the beginning of every reading, you kind of have, you have to set an intention um, she like kind of has you close your eyes and you set an intention. And for me, I was like, oh my gosh, my love life, my career, my love life, my career, my love life, my career. And then I was like, you know what? You know, whatever I need to hear, whatever needs to come out for me right now, just like let that come out. And it was really interesting because the reading kind of took shape, kind of touched on both things. Mm-hmm. But the first card she brought out was like a past relationship that I had. I was like, okay, we're going the relationship route. And anyway, in the reading, she's like, I feel like it's going to be a while until like you meet your person, like you have some time, you have some time. And she's like, I do feel like you're going to get a dog. She's like, but also travel is very important for me. So she's like, I kind of see you getting a little dog because you can be able to take him or her with you wherever you go. And I was like, oh, that's so funny you say that because... My latest obsession is I want a really scruffy little wiener dog. We saw them all over when we were in Copenhagen last year, and I just loved them. They were like Angus, which was my old dog, but like in a mini version. And then I want a really big dog. So I have this teeny tiny dog and then a big dog, and they're going to be best friends, like an Irish wolfhound or something. I'm talking Mm -hmm. huge. And I'm telling this to her, and as I'm saying this, she's shuffling the deck, and she pulls out a card... And before even I've just finished saying this, she holds up a card and it's a man sitting on the ground with this huge ass dog. And I was like, whoa, that is so crazy. So she's like, you're going to have this like little dog and then you're going to meet your partner and you're going to have this like big dog together. And she's like, you're also going to, I feel like you're going to meet your partner through your career. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting because I feel like my career is so female Mm -hmm. focused. Yeah, and female dominated. Female dominated. And then I haven't spoken about this like publicly at all. I don't even know if I've told you this, but she was like, have you questioned your sexuality recently? And I've literally told, I think, one or two people, I recently met someone. No, you told me that's Okay, continue. I told you this. Mm -hmm. I recently met someone who is a woman and I felt like an attraction and connection to her. Like I've never felt for another woman before. And I was like, whoa, this is kind of like interesting. Okay, like I've never felt this before. And I called my like best friend and I was like, oh my God, I kind of had like a Glennon Doyle moment when she met Abby. Mm -hmm. Anyway, nothing transpired with that. This person has a partner, yada, yada, yada. But it was just like the first time where I was like, oh, that's interesting. And I was like, yeah, actually I have. And then she's like, I do feel like you're going to end up with a man. I'm seeing like 
really dark hair, yada, yada. But then she was like, I'm getting the number 33. I'm getting the number 33. She's like, I think you're going to meet him when you're 33. And at first when she said that, I was like, okay, that's fine. Okay, cool. I'm 29. And then now over the last few days, I'm like, I'm 29. I have to wait three more (laughs) years. I'm like 33. And then I'm like laying in bed last night. And I'm like, okay, if we meet at 33, we can get married by 34 and have my first kid at 35. Like that just seems so late to me. But then I'm like, okay, it's really not. And anyway, also, she also says, you know, like with these readings, there's also what's working in the universe, but also free will. So I like these things, but also who knows? Yeah. But I'm kind of gearing. I'm like, okay, so dating now, I'm just like... (sighs) I mean, I have been like people come into your life, like whatever, but it's just, I have this like 33 in the back of my head. So I've got some time, which is fine. But when I turn 33, I'm really going to be on on the, on full alert. What else did she tell me? That was like the main thing that was like, well, that's crazy. And the dog thing. And then lots of things that just about like past partnerships and stuff. Like I was saying how my ex would send me into like a spiral. Mm-hmm. And again, as I was saying this, she pulled a card up and the image on the card was basically a woman's head and a spiral staircase. That's and crazy. I was like, holy shit. So it was just so good. And then I also love just learning about the astrology and kind of how we function the way we function. And it was so good. So if you book a reading with her, Christina, you got to do one. I would do the hybrid tarot and astrology because it's cool to see how they work together. Okay. So I love this stuff and I cannot wait to do it. And I love Julia. But question, do you not feel like sometimes when you have these readings that are a little bit more, like I think having a tarot reading or someone who's like kind of predicting your future in a way is a little bit different than like an astro reading that's just telling you about yourself. You know what I mean? Really different. Do you not feel like you can't help but in a way take what they're saying and like start to live your life based on what they're saying. Like for instance, like maybe you love that wiener dog. You thought it was so cute, but you were never actually thinking of getting a dog. And now you're like, oh wait, you know what? I really should get a dog. I mean, maybe, but then maybe it's my universe's plan to talk to Julia and have, have that conversation with her to push me to get a dog. Yeah. See, this is where I get so conflicted because, okay, one, I think you're super, super... It's just what you make it, you know? know? It doesn't have to be like, even though she said 33, does that mean like, oh, I'm not going to date and I'm going to meet someone I'm 33? No. I'm like, I'm still going to continue on and do what I'm going to do. And I'm going to, am I going to go out and get a dog tomorrow? Absolutely not. No. But I think it's just, it's just what you make it. And I don't think it has to be so black and white and you don't have to be like, okay, well... I'm not going to date or anything until I'm 33 or or whatever, or I have to go out and get a dog tomorrow. Or if you met someone you really like next year, you're not going to be like, you know what? Everything is amazing with them, but I'm going to end it because my person's coming in at 33. No, absolutely not. Honestly, I might forget about this reading by this time (laughs) next year. Okay. Because she didn't try and scam me out of $15,000. Right, 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 right. Okay, well, good. I'm excited that you enjoyed it so much. I have to do it too. Did she do, did she touch on career too? Or was it mostly just related? Oh, I guess you told me that she said that you were in the right place. Yeah, right place for career. Um, But really, she was just saying like, really lean into your, listening to your intuition when it comes to career. And then it was also at the end, she calls them like your guides. And she was like, I'm getting like a strong presence from like the grandparents on your mom's side. 
And she's like, the grandparents on your dad's side, like, they're like, you're good. They're with your older sister right now. And I literally like burst into tears because you have no idea how much, especially with my grandma and my grandma's passing, how much my sister was intertwined. And like, she's just going on through her own stuff right now and on her own journey. And it just makes so much sense. I just like started bursting into tears. I was like, oh my gosh. But it was interesting too, because like my mom got a reading at the pool party and the way she was describing the energy of my mom's mom, she was like, I'm getting a very strong energy and then went on to kind of describe it. And my mom was like, that is my mother. That is so That crazy. is my mother. And then how she was talking about when my grandma's and my other grandma's energy was coming through and how she described, it was just crazy. Like she described the two women so perfectly on their energy and, and who was trying to communicate. And it was just so clear, like, oh, that's my dad's mom and that's my mom's mom. Wait, that's so funny. So very interesting. Deanna got a reading too. And she's like, she saw my dad and she said that she described her dad perfectly. Really? Mm -hmm. So Deanna liked her reading as well? Deanna loved it. She's the one who like gave an insane tip. She was like, I just want her like in oh, my yes. life. <laughs> she was like, it was so, so great. Because I definitely believe in like all this like energy and like I definitely think there's a, an astrology and all that stuff. So it's interesting. But who knows? Who knows what will happen? That's my update. Okay. Well, I'm excited for you. I want to tell you guys something that I just had the best experience at. And I feel like for me, I've just, as much as I love fashion and I love styling outfits, I have been struggling shopping so much, honestly, for the past several years. And I think it's really started when I just, when I got pregnant for the first time, my body has just fluctuated so much over the past three years that I just haven't had as much fun shopping. And I truly, truly, truly hate shopping in person. And I do it to myself all the time. Like, I know we always talk about this. You're like, why the hell are you going to a mall in person to go shopping? Why? Every time you tell me I'm going to the mall, I'm like, why the fuck are you going to the mall? I you're not going to find anything. I remember one time I was like going boot shopping. She was like, you're going boot shopping at the mall? Uh, that one was the worst. <laughs> I was like, you're out of your mind. You're like, as a size 11 with wide calves? What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> And did you find anything? Absolutely not. Of course I didn't <laughs> find anything. I just wasted my time. I think I just grew up. I grew up working in the mall. I love the malls. Like, that's where we hung out every Friday night. I'm just a mall rat, okay? Like, it gives me good vibes still, even if I can't shop in it. I just, it's, I don't know. It's a comforting place for me, okay? And, <laughs> All right, we'll let you live. We'll let you have this okay, one. Right. But finally, so Good American just opened a store at the Century City Mall, and it's like what, their first retail location. And can I tell you how awesome it was going into a store that had every single size that you know you could find your size in, that you didn't have to like feel insecure, that you didn't have to look all the way at the back of the rack and like pray that they had like an extra large because you just knew that they had you covered. It was such a comforting experience. It was really exciting. And also like this is like a cool store. You know what I mean? Like a good brand that you like the yeah. clothes, you like the way they fit. It's not like a brand, and not that there's brands that are just, that aren't cool, that are size inclusive, but you know what I mean. And it wasn't like a plus specific store. They had everything from like a size zero to, I think they go up to a 28 or 38. So overall, it was just really, really exciting to be able to have that in-person shopping experience again. And also the fitting rooms are so cool. Like you go in there and they have this really awesome technology where like you hang your clothes up and it knows what you have. I don't know if someone rings it in or like, because I'm just like, the more I think about it, I'm like, wait, it just can't know from the hanger, right? 
But it pulls up every, it pulls up everything that you have in the fitting room. And you could say whether you like it or not and whether you need a larger size, smaller size. So you don't have to like feel bad and feel awkward like going out and like looking for other sizes. So overall, it was just such a positive shopping experience. And it made me just feel confident for the future. Like that, okay, maybe they're just setting the trend and more stores will start to adapt. That's amazing. It looks so cool. I want them to open one in New York. I'm sure that's... Emma and, Chloe, Emma and Chloe are just killing it with the good American. They're so smart. They're such great business people. They have a great product. And I just love the community they built as well. So Amazing. I'll have to go check it out when I'm back in LA. Yeah, you do. For sure. So I've become obsessed with this brand that I just... I've seen these things. You're going to laugh because I know you know you've known this brand for like ever. Forever. I had no idea what this was. Van Cleef. What's the full name of Van it? Van Cleef and Arpels. Yes. Okay. So I'm seeing all... I've seen these bracelets, but I just have never like registered it. Okay. So now I'm like obsessed with this brand and looked into like how much these <laughs> things cost. Yeah. Share, I'm sorry. Share with the audience. I mean, these bracelets, which I'm sure you've seen them, they're like gold chain bracelets with these little clovers. It's like the four-leaf clover. That's their signature. And they come in different stones or you can do solid gold, that sort of thing. I mean, just taking a little gander on their website, I would say the cheapest one I think I saw was like Mm $4,500 and they go up to like $22,000 or even more for a bracelet. Mm -hmm. I was like... Okay, all these people wearing these bracelets, they have to be fake. Or also maybe just like how some people have stacks and stacks of Cartier bracelets. Maybe people are just balling in it. But I have never, I've never clocked this brand and now I'm seeing it everywhere. And I really fell in love with this bright blue one. How do you say the stone? Agate? 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 (laughs) A-G-A-G-E? How do you say it? I don't know. A gate. I'm not a precious metal professional. Like I don't know. You're not versed. You're not versed in precious stones. No, apparently not. You know, I should ask my sister. She's a she's a geological engineer. She uh, yeah, know. she might know. No, I, that's so funny to me that you've never heard of Van Cleef. Like I know you've seen them before, but that you never knew the brand. It's like I'm one s- of the most iconic never. heritage jewelry brands ever. It's like at the same level of as Cartier. I feel like is it more of an East Coast thing? Maybe. It could be because I associate with like very preppy East Coast classic sort of vibes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just telling you, no one in Colorado growing up was wearing <laughs> Van Cleef. Okay. I did not see one of those bracelets. I mean, I didn't even know what Cartier was till like two years ago anyway. Like very... Van Cleef is so expensive because I remember years and years ago, I think it was maybe actually for my 30th birthday. I was like, I want a Van Cleef bracelet. And the one I wanted, I found it, it was like $14,000. And I was like, ooh. Okay. So, well, you might be happy to hear this. I don't think I'm... This might be me committing fraud on a podcast. But basically, (laughs) I have this jewelry designer in LA that I've gotten a lot of jewelry from in like the downtown district. Mm -hmm. And I was like, listen, I really want this bracelet for my 30th birthday. It's funny you say that. (laughs) But like, what... Do you have anything? What can we do? And she's like, oh yeah, we can have it custom made. It would be 18 karat gold and the stone for $1,600. So, so it's like a knockoff, right? Like it it looks exactly the same, but it's just not the brand. Yeah, but then I saw this like TikTok that was like, it was so interesting because it was basically this woman saying a lot of these knockoffs are made by the same, these same suppliers. So it's like, if you have, if it's the same material, 
the same, made by the same people, the same design, is it the same thing? That was the question brought up. Uh, I could see both sides, but then it's not actually from Van Cleef. Like it doesn't have their branding on it, right? That's essentially what you're paying for. But I don't think the bracelets have branding on it. No, they definitely have like their markings or logo at some point, like probably like on the class or something. something. See, I don't really care. (laughs) I'm just like, you just like the style, the design. I like the style. Didn't you hear that Cartier isn't like authenticating jewelry anymore or something because the recreations have been like, they literally can, Cartier themselves cannot tell the difference between a real Cartier and a fake. That's insane, actually. And it probably is because they are probably made at the exact same place in the exact same way. Yeah. Yeah. Wild. So anyway, that's what I've been like obsessing over and researching. (laughs) So is that going to be your 30th birthday gift to yourself? Mm, Probably not because that gets into our summer plans, which I'm going on a hiking trip for my 30th birthday in the Dolomites in Italy. So that's kind of my birthday present to myself. I'm just like to, you know, be a little delusional and looking into these things. So we'll see. Your hiking trip is going to be so amazing. I'm so excited. And I don't know why, like for some reason, I didn't realize it was during your birthday. It's like right after my birthday. Okay, okay. So, well, I've been meaning to tell you this. I'm going to do something in New York. So you should definitely come to New York for the New York segment of the birthday. Okay, perfect. Because obviously in true Leo fashion, it's going to be a month-long affair. Yes, as like, it should be. And this is your 30th well, birthday. La- this is a big deal. I know, but like last year there was some drama with my birthday because I literally had like three events and Rosie, she's going to kill me for saying this. Rosie called me before, like the main thing of the birthday was I was doing this bowling party. Like we, I booked these lanes at this bowling party. I got, I had the food, I had the drinks. I was like, guys, you can order unlimited drinks. Like we had unlimited food. Like it was fucking amazing at this cool dope ass bowling alley in Silver Lake. Mm -hmm. It was really fun. She calls me like two days before. She's like, I'm so sorry. I'm getting a cat. I can't come to your birthday. And if you know me, this sentence sent me into a tailspin. I literally thought she was joking. Mm -hmm. I called her right back. I said, you're you're joking, right? This is a joke. Number one, I don't like cats. I really don't. I'm (laughs) so allergic to them. I think they dart around in a very demonic way. Oh my God. They they don't move like a natural animal. And then like, if you try and pet them, they want nothing to do with you. But if you're just sitting there trying to like mind your business. They'll step on your face. <laughs> stepping on your face. They run across your face when you're sleeping. They, they rub up against your leg in like a weird way. Their body arches. Like honestly, I'm freaked out by them. I've been attacked by many cats growing up. Literally two, tack, two cat attacks on separate occasions me as an innocent little child living my life. So, and I actually was coming around to cats because my friend Hannah also has a cat and I actually like him. I think maybe because he is disabled, so he only has three legs, but like kind of like made me feel bad for him. Anyway, so she was telling me she was getting a cat, my worst enemy, and missing my birthday. I was like in, in a spiral, so wait, you want to know? It's actually so funny. Rosie and I were talking about this the other day too, before we recorded. And I forget what we said. We're like, I forget how it came up, but we were like, oh yeah, like Ray is not as chill as she comes off. And we were like, <laughs> <laughs> and we were joking about it. I was like, not. I was like, wait, I kind of think you're right. I was like, she's like, she's like undercover, like kind of crazy actually and cares a lot. And she's like, yeah. She's like, and Rosie was like, yeah, like remember her birthday last year? She almost ended our friendship because I got a cat. And she, 
she was like, and then she expected Hannah to fly in. And I was like, oh yeah. I also have this weird thing where I think that everyone's going to surprise me for things. Like last year for our live show, I was convinced my sisters were going to come fly in and surprise me. And when they didn't, I was really upset. And they were like, why the hell did you think we were going to surprise you? Like we gave no inclination, nothing. So this was brought up because Rosie couldn't come to the pool party. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ex- yes, that's, that's why, why it was, it was all up. brought up. And I was like, you're not coming to the pool party? <laughs> and she was like, I don't want to hear it. Rayanne already told me. And I was like, what? And I was like, wait. I was like, I'm so disappointed. I'm sure Ray's so disappointed. I like kind of like gave it to her too. She's like, I have to work. I was like, okay, Rosie, fine. Like pay your bills, whatever. Fine. Um, um, but yeah, it was so funny. We were going back and forth about you being crazy. <laughs> And anyways, yeah, don't worry. I will absolutely make sure to tell my family and two children that we have to be in New York <laughs> mid to late August for your birthday. I just, I just don't think like I'm asking too much for you and the whole family to come on a six hour flight across the country. Like, I just don't think that's too much to ask. So I'll see you August 18th for my birthday weekend festivities and in New York City. Perfect. Perfect. Actually, this could be good timing. And can you also yeah. tell my parents that they'll have to stay with the kids too? call Liz. I will call Liz and tell her that she is on babysitting duty, done, taken care of. Amazing. Glad okay. we got that flushed out. Awesome. Perfect. Which is great. Okay. So yeah, that's in long story short, my next summer tra- travel plan and only other summer travel plan is my hiking trip in Italy. Okay. Well, we done. have decided, you know, honestly, summer travel plans can give me a little bit of anxiety because I always feel like you're supposed to plan this like epic adventure And it's like, wait, what is an epic adventure? Why do I feel like I have to like go to a different country? Why do I feel like I have to be in in Europe over summer? Otherwise, like I'm having a mediocre summer. No, like summer is what you make of it. You choose your own adventure. And for the longest time, I've also been thinking about like, wait, first of all, I obviously have a toddler and a newborn. So my situation is just different. But I'm like, if we are leaving California, I want to dedicate this summer to California. So we are going on a bunch of different road trips and I'm so excited and also, oh, this is going to make me cry, but like our Dewey boy is just getting older too. And like you can see it more and more. He's starting to like, oh, it makes me sad. But he's like really graying a lot. He's like limping a little bit. So we're like, okay, we, everywhere we're going this summer, Dewey's coming with us. Yeah. So it's the summer of California road trips. It's the summer of Dewey. We're so excited. We're going to go to Tahoe and Yosemite is what's going to start us off. <laughs> I'm like crying That's going gonna- to <laughs> Dewey's still here. Let's Dewey's celebrate fine. him. Dewey's fine. Okay, everyone, like no alarms. Everyone, everyone stop He's freaking acting out. Like Dewey's on fucking knocking on death's door. Dewey's literally fine. I'm just emotional. Okay, I love him so much. Oh my god. Oh my god. He's fine, Christina. He's alive. Dewey's well. fine. Okay, but the truth is, like. Over the past couple of years, I guess, especially since Nicholas was born, we've been gone a lot, like from LA, mm-hmm. and we'd be gone for weeks at a time. And we always leave Douay. And luckily, he stays with my in laws and he like has the best time there. Um, but, anyways, we're excited for Douay to have some adventure this summer as well, too. Tell me why I think it's okay to pack an 85 pound dog, a toddler, and a newborn in a car and go on a road trip. This sounds like actually the worst idea ever, but it's going to be amazing. No, it's going to be amazing and so magical. And honestly, summer, I like, you're right. We think we need to go do all this stuff and travel and go to Europe. Like, 
So think about how fun summer was as a kid. We never did summer vacations or anything, but just summer being even like in the suburbs of Colorado was so special and so fun. That's what you make it. And California road trips, that's going to be amazing. You're reminding me of like Amber Filler Up and her family. Like she always took the kids like on freaking road trips. They had the little van. Yeah, totally. And it's going to be so fun and something that the kids are going to remember forever. Well, they're kind of young. <laughs> they probably won't actually, but they probably won't remember anything, but you'll have a we'll great time. We'll remember it forever. We'll remember it forever. So I'm really excited. So first step is going to be Yosemite and Tahoe. And then we're planning on doing the Central Coast, like Cambria and uh, Paso Robles. And then I think we're going to do San Diego again. We just want a little beach stay. And then I think Steve and I might just do like a little solo trip, one solo trip of going up to Napa Valley by ourselves. Oh, amazing. So I'm really excited about that. I'm excited to explore a little bit of California, especially if we are going to leave. And even if we're not, like I just... California is so magical. So I think it'll be really fun. And I'm excited just to make those like core family memories, you know, that only Steve and I will remember. That only Steve and <laughs> I will remember. And if you leave, if you might not, like we're still wish-washing. Okay. Yeah. Or just, you know, when you leave. When we leave. Um, yeah, exactly. When you leave. Well, that's what I did because I knew I was going to be moving to New York. So last year I went to like Palm Springs. Yeah. Also, I did the drive up the coast, which was like my favorite thing ever. It's so amazing. I would say maybe skip Paso Robles. Okay, you know what? Someone Wasn't else told my me to skip place. Cambria too. I would do like Carmel by the Sea. Like that place is freaking well, we've stunning. Just, we've just done that a couple times. So that's why I was like, uh, I just did spots. not like Paso Robles. Okay, good to know. It was just kind of blah. Sorry for anyone if you live in Paso Robles. <laughs> Actually, this one girl was like, I've gone to Cambria so many times. Do not go to Cambria. She was like, you'll be there for like an hour and you'll be good. I'm like, okay, good to know. So we'll see. Anyway, sounds incredible. Okay, have you seen this TikTok trend that's going around on God on TikTok? It's like people sharing their boyfriend's beige flags. Yes, I think it's the funniest thing ever. I love it and I can relate to all of them. Wait, can I read a few of my favorites? Yes. My boyfriend's beige flag is that if I'm ever crying hard, he will get on top of me and say, I don't want to have to do this. And then he will aggressively suck the tears off my face like a human vacuum until I get into a laughing fit and cheer up. I'm sorry. That is like relationship goals. Okay. That's like what I want. No, I would be like, get the fuck off me. (laughs) He sucks her tears off like a vacuum. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. It is so crazy to me that therapy used to be kind of taboo. Like I feel like in our parents' generation, you would only go to therapy if there was something majorly wrong and people would be like, oh, you're going to therapy. And I just think now it's super cool that so many of us go to therapy when we talk about our therapists, like we talk about our friends, like I know all of my friends' therapist names. I was talking to a friend the other day and something was going on in her life. And honestly, I was trying to give her advice. I was trying to give her advice and I don't feel like she was listening to me. And so I just got to this point where I was just like, well, you know, what would Cindy say? And that is what finally resolved the issue. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, check out Better Help. It is completely online, so there's really no excuse to not go because it's so convenient and flexible with your schedule. All you do is fill out a short questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. 
And if you're not vibing, you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash confident collective today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash confident collective. Um, okay, I've just got two more. <laughs> My boyfriend's beige flag is that he'll give random items pronouns. For example, the other day I asked what I should do with a rotisserie chicken I bought, and he said, What can we, where can we put him? Him? It's rotisserie chicken, babe. Oh, yeah, I kind of think that's cute. That's cute. Yeah. Uh, the last one, my boyfriend's beige flag, is that he sets timers instead of alarms. It's midnight and he needs to be up at 6 a.m. He'll set a six-hour timer. <laughs> <laughs> um, Wait, I what are one, you? I have one for Steve real quick, but I don't know if this is a beige flag or a red flag. Mm, let's hear it. Steve keeps track of certain things by texting me instead of writing them in a note. Oh, wait, you told me this when I was in LA and I could not believe it. Yeah. So, okay, I just need the audience to understand. So instead of like writing a note like buy eggs, he'll text you buy eggs, yes, right? exactly. And then reference our text chain instead of like a freaking <laughs> to-do list or like checklist or note. Do you ever get a text from him and you're like, what the fuck? I, I used to, but now I just know. And then there What's was, the, like, a period of time where I was getting annoyed by it. And then I was like, oh, like this is, like, not something to, like, really fight about. No, like, that is so funny. Yeah. I'm like, okay, Steve, sure. Sure. Who needs a note app? Not Steve. But actually, you know what? He started doing it so much that he made me start doing it, too. And sometimes I'll do the same to him. So your text chain is... If someone looks at your text chain, they'll be like, these people are out of their damn minds. Yeah, it, 100%. Okay, but in fairness, the ones that I normally send to him are like more like business ideas or like video ideas because then he'll actually remember and like follow up on them and like remind me. So I feel like okay, that... that makes sense. For me, is like why I do it because I'm like, okay, like I, it almost like in a way holds me accountable a little bit, you know? Yeah, yeah. Steve's on it. Mm -hmm. Wait, I need to know some of your beige flags. Okay, I would say one of my base, base flags, I do love a conversation starter. I mm -hmm. will do them like any chance I get. Like if we're at a dinner, like one of the first time I met my friend's boyfriend, I was like, welcome to the group. We're doing conversation starters. And they're always really hesitant. But then he was like, wow, this is like the best combo I've had in a long time. Brand trips, wherever we are, I'm bringing out the conversation starters. I just think... They might be hesitant at first, but once you wear them down, it's a really great way to get to know people. I, I love just that. Can't you rely that. on organic conversations. <laughs> you need to have the conversation starters. Like I actually don't feel comfortable just talking to people in person. I just no. like I need to play a game. Exactly. Okay, tell me one of yours. One of mine is I don't know my left from my right. Like I do know what's left and right, but for some reason, it always comes out of my mouth wrong. Wait, when you wrote this in the notes, I thought you were just saying like, you're just kind of like all over the place. I did not know you were actually saying. So if you're driving. It's mostly, yeah, if, if Steve is driving and he's like, do we go left or right? And I'm like, right. It's almost 99% we actually have to go left. I don't know if there's like some hardwiring going off in my brain. Like, am I dyslexic or something like that that I don't know about? It is. I don't know what it is. It happens every single time. I don't know if maybe it's I'm thinking too hard and I don't want to mess it up, but I do mess it up, you know? 
But I, it's yeah. without fail every single time someone asks me, do we go left or right? I'll say right, and we have to go left and vice versa. Wow, that definitely is borderline red flag. <laughs> You're going to say that. <laughs> but it's innocent, um, so I feel like it's beige, okay? Yeah, no, it's beige, it's beige. One of mine is that I always will round down. Like if I buy something and it's like $46, I'll be like, oh, it was 40 bucks. Like, my Always. sister does this like crazy. <laughs> She'll be like, oh, it was like, it was like $800 and it was like $8.99. I'm like, Katie, that's $900. <laughs> no, I'm literally Katie. If it's like, like I bought concert tickets and I kind of splurred, I think they were like $3.99. And I was like, oh, they were like 300 bucks. And then when I went to like tell my friend how much they were, she was like, what? These are their 300. I'm like, Three ninety nine. Three hundred. That is so bad. Wait, why do you think you do that? Do you think you just like pay attention to the first number, or do you feel like it makes yourself feel better that you think you're spending? It makes less? myself. I'm literally lying to myself. Got I it. am lying to myself about how much money I'm spending. Yeah, which is a you know seems like a healthy habit to have. Yeah, I actually feel like I do the opposite. I think I round up when it comes to stuff like that. Which is probably better if I had to pick one of the two. For for yourself, it's better, but for other people, I feel like it just softens the blow. It, Definitely. Unless you're trying to split things and then you're like, wait, right. True. <laughs> like, this is not what we agreed on. Relax. It's like 50 bucks. Another beige flag of mine that you always call me out on is that I spend a lot of time doing my hair and it's always going up. Without fail, I am putting my hair up. Always. We literally had this conversation the other day because you were like, oh, I don't know, like the bangs. And I'm like, you're like, I just think they look so good up, but I'm not sure like when it's down. And I'm like, literally, you, ne- you have your hair down for maybe three seconds of the day and then you put it up. So if you like it up, you have your hair like that 99.9% of the time. Or I remember one day we were do- doing something and every time I looked over at you, your hair was in a different style. Like it was <laughs> down. And then I like look back and it's up. And then I look back and then it's half up. Like I swear to God, I think that might be like you're just like you get your nervous or like anxious energy out, you just switch your hair. I think that must be like an anxious or nervous um, energy. And as we're saying this, I'm realizing I don't have my nervous tick anymore. My cough is gone. Well, we both did cough a lot before we started this episode. Oh, we did? Okay, I didn't realize. I feel like, but it's definitely gotten better because you used to have, it was like without fail right before we start recording. Do you think I was actually just sick? Maybe I was just sick that whole time. For like a year and a half? It's possible. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe you had like a long COVID or something. Yeah. Me- oh, fuck. Probably. Okay. Give me another one of yours. Okay. I always, like, it is very rare these days that I take the flight that I actually booked. I always change my flight. And literally, it could be hours before. I'm just like, oh, I, I, I can't. I got to push it back. Could be, I just always change my flight. Okay, that is and so I don't wild know if it's like a me. commitment issue thing. Unless I have to be somewhere and have a connecting flight and like a time, like I will take that flight. But other than that, I'm always switch. I, I'll I'll look like what are my other options? Like what are my? I, I I changed my flight probably eight out of ten times. Okay, when you're changing your flights, do you have to pay more for changing them or no? No, I mean they're unless it, usually maybe I'll get like credit back or it's like a zero. I'll only change it to one that's like a. Zero change. Okay, so you're not doing it like, oh, you know, I'd rather fly tomorrow. I'll just swallow the $500, whatever. No, no, no. It's usually the same price. Okay. Or I get a credit back. We love that. Well, you know, now you're a real bargain hunter. I feel like it's fine. You know, instead of $47, I saved 50. Yeah. In my mind. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) 
Another beige flag I have is that I spend a lot of money on sunglasses. I hate sunglasses. I hate wearing sunglasses. It's so weird to me. I think they look so cute. I love them as an accessory. For some reason, I really dislike the act of wearing them. I think there must be something with like, I just don't like something on my face. I think Does the sun hurt your eyes? The sun hurts my eyes sometimes, but it's not that, not like how it hurts your eyes. Like, I feel like you need to wear sunglasses for your eye protection. No, if I forget sunglasses for the day and it's sunny, it will literally like ruin my day. I can't open my eyes with the sun. Like I can't, like my right eye, that's a goner. Mm-hmm. I just can't, I, I, I don't know how you don't not like wearing sunglasses. I think it's the Mediterranean blood in me. My Maybe. people grew up on the Greek islands in the sun. You know what I mean? I'm just like, I think mm-hmm. my body is meant for that lifestyle that I can handle yeah. the sun maybe. And mine, I come from more of the Nordic area where it's exactly. tend to be more dark. Mm-hmm. So the sun is a bit more shocked to the system. I think that's exactly what it is. That's the answer. Yeah. We cracked the code. At least we know where our roots come from and why we are the way we are. But yeah, I have such a bad habit. Like I just spent a lot of money on these like Saint Laurent sunglasses that I love, but like I'm just, they're always on my eyes for two seconds and then they live on the top of my head or in my sweater. Seems like a safe place for expensive sunglasses. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Beige flag for sure. Possibly another red. Yeah, that one's borderline on red as well. Okay, cool. But you know something else that I'm obsessed with right now or that I've just been loving lately? Blockbuster Summer. I am like Mm. all about this Barbie hype. I'm all about the no hard feelings hype. First of all, I love Jennifer Lawrence so much. Silver Linings Playbook is one of my favorite movies in the entire world. It's like one of those movies that's just like a comfort one. If I ever see it on an airplane, I'm watching it. If I see it on Netflix, I'm putting it on. I love that movie and I love her. And she's just been gone the past couple of years. You know, she got married. She had a baby. She just went off the scene. And now she's back. And I am living for every single press moment that she's had. Like her on Hot Ones her on Watch What Happens Live. Just, I think she's so fun. I love the styling that she's doing right now. Just everything about it. And she's just like, is making me excited for the movies again. I had no idea that she was married and that she had a kid, anything. I was like, wait, what? Like she really was off the grid. Yeah. And now she's having a comeback, which you know what? I've been more invested in her style and like just her than the movie. Because the movie... It looks like basically No Strings Attached. Is that the one with... Ashton Kutcher? No, sorry. It's not No Strings Attached. It's with Sarah Jessica Parker is trying to get the guy out of his parents' house. That's what it reminds me of. I've never seen that movie. Oh, my God. You've never seen that movie? Basically, the parents hire her to get their son out of there. It's Matthew McConaughey, Sarah Jessica Parker... Oh my gosh. Let me look. It's going to drive me crazy. I mean, honestly, the plot line does sound kind of similar. And it's not even like I'm so excited about the movie as a storyline. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I just love her so much. Yes. No. Failure to launch. There oh, we go. Yes, yes. Okay. I, um, can, I can picture the the cover. Yes. No, but I love Jennifer Lawrence. She is so funny. She's so cool. I'm glad that she's having her comeback. But I will say of of Blockbuster Summer, I feel like the Barbie movie, I'm like, when is this thing coming out? (laughs) I feel like I've been been waiting for it to come out for so long. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, is this thing coming out anytime soon? Holy shit. I know they've been doing so much press around it. And then my friend Mark Avery is Ryan Gosling's stylist. 
Oh, wait. And I want to chat about that. Yeah. And he's so cool. And I just can't wait to see what he does for him in the movie too as Ken. And also like just when it comes to like award circuit, if they're doing that too, because I just love everything that Mark does also. He's so cool. Yeah. I want to get dressed up and go see see it. I think that would be so like such a fun girls night. Like wait, that would be a fun girls movie. night. I know. I'm going to make Steve go see it. with. Actually, you know what? Screw that. He doesn't care. I'm going to make go with Fiona. Yeah, go with <laughs> go with the girls and go see it. Steve's going to be like, oh, okay. Steve's going to be like, uh, but it seems so fun. And also, we also just saw The Little Mermaid. And I haven't seen that yet. I need to see it. It was really cute. We took our nieces to see it. And we enjoyed it probably more than them. They were like, it was kind of cringe. I was like, rude. <laughs> It was Wait, fantastic. What? Yeah, I know. They're like 12 and 9. So they're all like all about like everything's cringe now, you know? Okay, interesting. But I thought it was so cute. And I just kind of love the fact that there's like all these other blockbusters. Like um, The Flash just came out and all these other ones. But I feel like the ones that are having the moments are all like female-led movies. And I'm like, yes. Yes. The movie stars. I thought about that. And also something that I've been thinking a lot about too with like Margot Robbie as Barbie and Jennifer Lawrence is that these women don't really have social media. They're mysterious. And I'm like, wow. Like, it's just like so different because obviously we live our lives on social media and have zero mystery behind us whatsoever. I'm like, what's it like? What's it like to like just do whatever you want and not tell the world about it, you know? I have no idea. I've never had that experience in my life. <laughs> we weren't born to be mysterious. No, we I think weren't. We were born to share. Well, we found that out according to my astrogeography chart. I'm curious to see or astro chart, not astrogeography. Anyway, yeah, I don't know what it's like to be mysterious, and I will probably never know. Never, never, ever. My mom always says, "She's like Christina, you don't have to share everything," and I'm like, "Are you just embarrassed of me, mom?" <laughs> <laughs> probably probably yeah I think I'm pretty sure I learned she was embarrassed me when she when I connected my Instagram to Facebook for a short period of time and then she told me she's like you don't have to share everything on Facebook Christina <laughs> savage she, oh she's so savage yeah I know wow Liz keeping it real all right Christina with this Kardashian drama mm-hmm. of if you're watching a new season of the Kardashians there is the drama between Kim and Courtney about Dolce and Gabbana mm-hmm. and basically I want to hear your thoughts on it who do you think is did Kim basically take over Courtney's wedding did Kim like who do you think is at the wrong here I think both of their feelings are valid I don't think Courtney is necessarily in the wrong but I also don't think Kim did anything wrong do you know what I mean and besides not having like proper communication and talking things out about the mm-hmm. situation but I, but I also at the same time, then I'm like, oh, I understand. Like that was such a special moment for Courtney, and Kim gets literally every single opportunity and like every single brand deal. And I could see how she could be like, why couldn't she just let me have like one thing to myself? Mm-hmm. Like, could she have just turned it down? She could, or just like pushed it back, maybe. You yeah. know, like to the next season. So I kind of get that too. But I'm like, was that voice? And then at the end of the day, I'm like. Is this really like a Chris Jenner issue? You know Maybe. what I mean? I just feel mm. like, okay, you're you're obviously everyone's manager. Like you want everyone to make the money, but you also want your kids to be happy. Is this a balancing act where you tell Kim, like, listen, I think this is an amazing opportunity. I think you should take it. But also maybe we should 
see how Courtney feels about it. And if she doesn't feel good about it, then we push it off a little bit. Because mm-hmm. sometimes I'm like, okay, I, opportunities are everything. And obviously we want to make money, but they don't need more money. And they do they need that? So it's like sometimes your family and like the feelings are more important. I don't know. How do you feel about it? Right. I mean, I definitely think there's probably, it's probably stemming some from like a little bit of, I'm sure there's some jealousy there because it is, it's like Courtney isn't getting those opportunities that Kim is getting. And if I just worked with a brand for my, you know, wedding, all this, I'd be kind of like, okay, why are they knocking on my door for this? Like I would maybe Mm -hmm. be a little bit jealous. So maybe there's some of that going on, but I don't know, sister-sibling rivalry is just honestly can get just so intense. And I do see when you're in it, I feel like it just is so clear, like, who is in the wrong, like, if you're part of it. And it's always your sister. And it's always the other person. Like, I've never been in a fight where, like, I haven't been right with my sisters. I think we need to tell everyone about the fight that you had with your sisters after the pool party because I, like, we're all wasted. We're all taking shots at the after party. And your mom is, you're there complaining to your mom and your mom's trying to say the difference. Not complaining to my mom. I'm complaining to a group of girls who are at the party. (laughs) I'm literally talking shit about my little sister to anyone who will listen. I'm like, you guys, listen to this. Okay, so basically, and I still, let me preface this story by saying, I still think I'm in the right. My older sister was the neutral party and she says she sees both sides. Mm -hmm. My younger sister thinks she was right. I think I was right. Wait, what about your mom? She sees both sides too. My mom sees both sides. My My mom advocated for me to apologize and I was... In shock. Okay, so your mom I, is on Justine's team then. She said she said both of us should apologize to each okay, other. Okay, okay, okay. Anyway, the long, the long and short of it is that I'm realizing you're starting to make me say long story short. I, I don't know. think I ever said that until now. I think I've said it like three times in the last two episodes we've done. Long story short, we're leaving the pool party, okay? It was like a total high. Like, it was so much fun. But, you know, the whole time Christine and I are talking to people, we're getting pulled in different directions. It's like chaotic. Like, I didn't get to talk to my little sister barely at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're leaving the party and our families waited behind for us. And we kind of had to, had to wait till everyone left the venue. And then we like got changed and we're going to pack up and go to the after party. And my sister's asking me, she's like, what is the plan? Like, where are we going? And I'm like fidgeting with my bag. And I'm like, "Uh, just give me a minute. Like, I don't really know. Like, I wasn't giving her answers. And then that was like driving her crazy. So we're like getting in the car. And she's like basically giving me a hard time for not having like a clear plan and giving it to her right then and there. And then I couldn't find the car keys that were in the bottom of my bag. And she was just like, oh my God, this is just like chaotic. And I literally snapped and I was like, Justine, I have been planning this party for a year. I just had the most amazing time. Your energy is ruining it for me. And I really don't want to hear you complaining or getting mad at me right now that I can't find the fucking car keys because I was just talking to 150 people for three hours. I'm sorry. I don't know where the car keys are. Like, I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't. I just, I just had like 20 people asking for me, like where we're going to put these extra products, where the gift bags are. I'm like, I don't know where the car keys are. I'm sorry. I've had a lot going on. End quote. And basically, <laughs> my mom said that I was over overreacting, but I really feel like she was just bringing down the energy. Like, I just planned this huge thing. She couldn't have been like, wow, Ryan, that was a great party. No, she's get, giving me a hard time. What was the point of this story? Simply, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Continue. Oh, get it's it off your good. chest. Get it off your chest. <laughs> By the way, the it's chair that I'm sitting in like looks like I'm a therapist right now. Like, keep going, keep going. No, I feel like I'm in a therapy session right now. Mm. 
Oh my God. So anyway, and then honestly, I was like, okay, I'm not going to let this put me in a bad mood. She ended up going home. She didn't come to the after You guys party, drove in two fine. different cars, right? No, we drove in the same car. Oh, I see. Okay. So we were in the same car. They dropped me and my older sister dropped at the after party and then they went back. And later I found out it was just because like she was upset that we didn't get a photo together of me and like the sister, just the sisters. And she just felt like I was just like, a little bit not present, which totally fine. And I did apologize to her later. And now that I'm thinking, I don't know if she apologized to me. <laughs> so anyway, it's just like hard work being the bigger person all the time, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, well, it's... But it's- I stand by that I just apologized to make her feel better. She was still wrong. I was still right. But wait, can I just ask? Like, we had a plan. Why didn't you just tell her what the plan was? Because they were asking me where it was. And I was like, I don't oh, know where like, it is. Like, use Google. I was like, EPLP. But I don't think when I was saying EPLP, if you don't know what it is, I don't know if they were trans... I was just like, just give me a minute. Let me find mm-hmm. let me find the car keys and then I'll put it into the navigation. And it was just like, oh, and also I forgot to tell her that we were changing into different outfits. Oh, so she didn't bring an outfit change and then like was just upset. So she felt like I wasn't communicating with her and she wasn't prepared. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. I will say it was a hard balancing like our friends and family that were at the pool party because we obviously wanted to meet everyone else that came. We were so excited to chat with everyone. And I felt like for me, I was like trying to make a conscious effort of like going to check back in with my siblings. And Mm -hmm. I felt like I didn't even like talk to them that much either. So it was hard, but it was so cute hearing your mom at the bar. And I forget exactly what she was saying about you and your sister. And I was just... Oh, me and Justine. (laughs) Yeah. And she was trying to describe you guys. And I was like listening to it. And now I can't remember how she would describe you both, but it was really cute seeing her trying to reason with you. I was like, wow, she's like a mother with three little girls right now. Like, (laughs) yeah. And Tori's just like over there. But, but me and my younger sister, Justine, just have very similar personalities. We're very, but like similar, but different. Like we're very opinionated and very like outspoken and we just get on each other's nerves and like Mm -hmm. she will that girl will make me snap honestly it is like a like she can make me snap like it's crazy wait did I ever tell you about the one time in my life I hit someone no what (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) who oh my gosh okay we're gonna end this podcast on this story okay okay My sister and I have a great relationship, but we used to fight like crazy growing up. And I'll never forget, well, this is just a little backstory, but we would always fight the most on vacation. And because on vacation, I always wanted to go out and have fun and meet the other kids like at the pool and go to like the teen club and stuff like that. And all my sister wanted to do was lay on her chair, tan and read a book. (laughs) And I was just infuriated. And, like, she would never want to go swimming. Like, I remember this one time we went to Costa Rica. We were fighting so much because they had, like, this kayak to, like, the coral reefs every morning. Kayak a mile out and then go diving. She would just read her freaking book on a lounger, okay? <laughs> and I had to go by myself. She never wanted to go to the teen clubs. And I would always fight with my parents and be like, what's the point of having a sister if you don't even have anyone to hang out with? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so we'd always get into these fights. And I guess her argument was like, wait, it's like my vacation too. Like, this is how I want to spend my time. What I, why do I have to do what you want to do? But my plans were always more fun. So like, why wouldn't she want to do that? Do you know what I mean? Anyways, make a long story short, whenever we'd fight, like my sister just has this very more high-pitched, like screaming voice that like, I guess would trigger me. So 
maybe like our first, <laughs> a couple years into LA, maybe it honestly might've been like our first summer here, or second summer in LA. It was 4th of July. We came back from like, we we're out all day. We went to like these pool parties. Steve and I came back and we were on his motorcycle. And we came back in and there was this guy screaming at us from outside of our garage in our building. And we lived in West Hollywood, which is like predominantly gay men. Okay. Like all of our neighbors were gay men. Like all of our friends were gay men. Anyways. So this guy was like just super, super sassy, a super sassy gay guy. And he's like, you and your freaking motorcycle waking me up every day at 5 a.m., which was like, no, like Steve never taken his motorcycle at 5 a.m. Steve's like dead asleep at 5 a.m., you know? And I was like, oh my gosh, this guy is wasted right now. But he's like screaming at Steve, screaming at Steve from inside the garage. And Steve's like, what, man, what? So Steve opens the garage and goes out. And I'm like, Steve, like, don't get into a fight with this guy. But meanwhile, this guy's like accosting Steve, like in his face, like yelling at him. And I'm like, Steve, like, you cannot like get into a fight with this guy. I'm like, this is ridiculous. I'm getting inside the building. So I, I'm like, I'm going up to our apartment. I have no time or energy for this. So I go in and then I was like, wait a minute. I like press the elevator button and I was like, I need to go get Steve. I was like, God forbid, like Steve gets into like a physical fight with this guy. Like Steve is six foot four bigger. It's going to look like really, really bad. But this can't happen. I was like, I need to go say Steve. So I go outside to get Steve and this guy was shrieking, screaming at him that it triggered something in me and it felt like my sister screaming when we got into fights and I slapped him. And and Steve was like... Across the face? I mean, it wasn't really a good slap. I was kind of wasted too. But And he was like, oh no, you didn't. And Steve's like, what the hell's wrong with you? Why would you hit him? And I was like, I, I don't know. I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it was truly an out-of-body experience. I've never done this before in my life. I heard his screaming, and I swear it triggered me, and I could, I was not in control of my hands. I was not in control of my body. And all I can say was it felt like my sister's voice when we used to get in fights. Like, that is what I heard. And yeah, it just triggered me, went off. It was years and years of pent-up aggression yeah. speaking out on this man in West Hollywood. Yeah, literally, literally. And then, wow. So then Steve brought me inside. And instead of me trying to save Steve, he had to like take me home after that. Anyways, it was fine. The guy ended up apologizing to us. I mean, I apologized to him too, but he was definitely like in the wrong as well. So yeah, sibling rivalry wow. will really do something to you because you have no idea. You think you're fine. And then all of a sudden, on America's birthday... You hit a man who's screaming at your husband. Yeah. Honestly, it just, it makes you act in a way that you're probably embarrassed to admit that you can get to. Siblings can bring something out in you that is just psycho. No, I am fully convinced that now if I ever had to be in a torture chamber and someone wanted to torture me, (laughs) all they need to do is take my sister's screaming high-pitched voice and I would absolutely lose my mind. I'm done. Yeah. I would be done. So yeah, that's on that. Well, let's end on that note. That seems like a good note to end this episode on. <laughs> Everyone's going to be like, wow, Christina's real crazy. And Ray. Ray and, Cra- and Christina are crazier than we thought. Yeah, we're just slowly letting her crazy out in every episode. All right, Yikes. on that note, love you guys. See you next week. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes on our website, theconfidentcollective.com and find us on Instagram at Confident Collective. And if you really loved what you heard, screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it in your stories and don't forget to tag us.